Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, and also the CEO and founder of Church Boom. Today, you get to be a part of a live coaching session with a pastor who's facing the same type of struggles and concerns that you're facing. If you enjoy today's podcast, make sure to give us a like, a share, or a subscribe. Today's coaching session is with Corbin. He is a pastor in Ohio, and he's leading a wonderful church there. And today, we're talking about creating and sustaining momentum in the life of the church. Let's check out the conversation. How can I serve you today? What's on your mind? Yeah, I want to uh, just kind of maybe discuss and talk through how do we keep momentum? So we've got a good momentum going, obviously even coming into Christmas and just finished that generosity initiative. And now we're going to go into two years where we need to keep that momentum as well because we haven't started building or anything along those lines, but we uh, are moving towards that route. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. What what have you, uh, before I just jump into a bunch of thoughts, what have you seen so far that's worked for you over the years of keeping momentum? Uh, what has worked for you and what hasn't worked for you? What's kind of been your, your experience with that? Because that's an important part. It's one thing to cast vision. It's another thing. You know, I, we could say six months later, we could actually just say six hours later that people actually remember (laughs) and they start fulfilling the the vision and, and, uh, getting on board. So tell me what's worked for you. What hasn't worked for you, where it's been frustrating. Yeah, I think just, uh, our services obviously create some momentum, which is the, what we do and tying back to that vision of, of keeping that connected. And then we've been able to, to grow really in our space, um, over the last few years, right before COVID, we were kind of maxed out, but then COVID hit. So it was kind of a, a way to get the moment Well, we had to rebuild it and then continue yeah. it as well. And so we've had space to grow into, but now we're kind of getting out of that space to grow into. And at the same time, we don't have the money really to jump and do something right away, but yet we want to keep that. And so um, I think there was always a vision, hey, we want to reach more. Uh, that's yep. been one of the big things as far as, hey, we want to be a church where you can invite your friends to. We want to be a church where people who are unchurched or de-churched will come and feel comfortable and feel connected. In. Right. And we've always created that atmosphere. So that's, I think that's helped us create momentum and keep momentum, yeah. momentum in the past. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple of things. You talk about momentum. I think, it's, I think it's really fascinating, Corbin, because I think there's two things. I think there's creating momentum and then there's sustaining momentum. I think the... To create momentum, it happens through a vision that people are actually compelled by. Uh, and I think there's two parts of that momentum. One, a vision that people are compelled by. And two, they have a leader that's attractional, uh, that is gravitational, that is someone that they want to follow, and, and, and there's a vision that they want to follow. The flip side of it is not only creating it, but sustaining it. Vision is always fueled by values and voice. Those are two things that I think a lot of people miss. Um, they're, they're, once you get momentum going and once it starts happening or once you kind of create it and you get it going, there's two things you have to do. One is you have to constantly create the value and you have to create the voice. So what do I mean by value? Uh, vision, vision is created by value and fueled by value. What are the values of the church? What are the values of the team? That those things serve as, and you've probably heard me say this before, because I know I've said it on the podcast before, is values are a lot like a riverbank. The power of the river is in the riverbank. Stop and think about that for a moment. The power of the river is in the riverbank. As soon as you move the riverbanks, the river becomes a pond. And 
So think about that for a moment with values. Okay, what are the values? What, what do we live by? What is our staff values? What is our team values? What is our core values? Who are we? That's what I mean by vision is fueled by values because once you get rid of the values, your raging river of momentum becomes a pond. The other side is voice. I think a lot of people um, miss the rhythms of communication. Um, I think we we all start off with good intentions, but Rick Warren used to always say good intentions aren't good enough. You know, it's like you got the good intention, but it's not good enough. And so the voice is what is the rhythm of communication? What are you going to do weekly? What are you going to do monthly? What are you going to do quarterly? What are you going to do annually? So weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually, how are we going to keep the vision in front of people? Um, what is the voice we're going to use? Is it always going to be me? Is it going to be a video? Is it going to be a, an email? Is it going to be an interview with someone? How are we going to keep the momentum going? One of the greatest ways to keep momentum going, I think, when you're talking about voice, Corbin, is to make sure it's not always yours. I think it has to be yours because you're the leader. But I also think that, um, and I, I know this to be true, is when you have satisfied customers, if you will, satisfied church people talking about the momentum, talking about the vision, doing an interview on a Sunday, uh, a live interview, a video interview, once, once they can start hearing from other voices in addition to yours, then what happens is they start realizing a person sits back and goes, man, this is not just the pastor which we expect him to get up and talk about it. This is everybody else is talking about it. And so you have the early adopters and mid adopters and late adopters. When you get those early adopters to start talking about it, and then there's you talking about it, you're going to watch the other people jump on board. So again, vision is fueled by value and voice. Make sure there's clear value and that everybody's living by it. People have stated values, but it's one thing to have a stated value. It's another thing to actually become the culture of the church, and then the voice, find the rhythm of communication and make sure that that rhythm of communication is more than just yours. Those are some of the things that I've seen to be helpful. Uh, I don't know if that's helpful for you, follow-up question to that, but um, yeah. No, that was fantastic. Um, I love that. And so I've heard too that the leader creates the momentum and the team sustains the momentum, which I love that, man, that the leader's creating that momentum through that value and and the teams sustaining, they are yeah. the riverbank. They're good. the ones living uh, out those values. So it's good. You know, um, whew, that's a great question. How to safeguard the riverbanks. Um, I think I, I, the term that you just used, I, I love that. That leader creates it and the team sustains it. It's the same idea. Of it's got to be more than just your voice, which I love. I think that's great. Um, I think the same, I, I believe the same thing with the, with the riverbanks is making sure that you're talking about those riverbanks, you're talking about those values, you're talking about those things that are important to you, but that your team is talking about it too. I always say culture is created at the top and supported at the bottom. And so it's got to come from you and your top three, five, eight, ten people that are protecting that culture, protecting those values, speaking about those values often, um, celebrating those values often, sharing those values often, showing life stories built inside of those values. It's got to come, again, if culture is created at the top, support at the bottom, and it also, culture is not only created at the top, support at the bottom, it also moves from the inside out. So it starts with you and four or five of your key people, and it moves its way out. It start, always starts at the top. 
Um, I was talking to a, a pretty good sized church uh, on the East, really good sized church on the East coast a few weeks ago, doing some coaching with them and, um, met with the, with the pastor and, and probably his top five or six executives. And I talked to them. I'm like, Hey, they talked to me about the same thing. How do we create culture values? How do we make sure they don't fade away? And I said, guys, you have to know your pastor's heart and then you have to contextualize it to your own personality. You don't want to make clones, but you got to contextualize it to your own personality to make sure that whatever he values and whatever those riverbanks are, whatever those things are, that you're celebrating those, you're building them in your team. You're, you're the one heralding the message uh, uh, of whatever that culture and value is. So again, it's you, Corbin, but it's also your top five or six people. Hey guys, these are the things that are important to us. And these are the things that we're not, we're going to be relentless on talking about. Otherwise, bro, it's, and you know, the, you know, the, you've served at me in church. Otherwise, just a bunch of values on a wall that no one even knows. Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> We've all been there. But um, anyway, so I said, start at the top, get your team to work with that as well. Well, one, I think you're having that one-on-one -on -one conversation. Two, I think it's important that you do sit down with a group of them and not only just one-on-one -on -one and just say, hey guys, just so you know, I really want to move my leadership up and, um, and man, your ability to respect my position, but also we honor our friendship is going to be important as we move forward. I, we can't go here and keep acting like we're here. We can't do that. You got to keep growing. We got to keep developing. I think those conversations are really, really important. The other, the, the one thing I would say is, um, uh, that might be a little different than just having a conversation. I think one-on-one -on -one and in a group is making sure that you, um, let, let's call it, you, you mentioned eight, 10 friends. Let's call it 10 friends, 10 buddies. Uh, you know, you guys are building the church together, whatever. You got to look for the top two or three or four that are with you that get it, that understand friendship and leadership, I would pull them aside and just, if, if you come to that, I'm not saying you've come to this, Corbin, but if it's like, hey, man, guys, um, <laughs> you three or four, you get the friendship and leadership, you respect it, you understand it. Sometimes I feel like maybe the group as a whole doesn't get that sometimes. I need you to help lead that culture. And so allow it to not only come from you, but allow it to come from three or four others and have that kind of culture. Um, because then what you're looking for is a tipping point where it's like, you know, here's 10 people, you pull out three of them, but eventually the spirit and the culture starts to take over and this becomes the minor thing. And so it kind of overpowers that. So I, if it was me, I'd pull aside the, the three or four, if you ever feel like you're having a problem with it and just be like, Hey, we've got to, we've got to set the culture and you guys have got to help me set that culture. I think that's a, those important things. So the one-on-one -on -one conversation, the group conversation, and you're looking for that tipping point as well. That last thing I would say is, um, I don't know if it's a, for a group of four, but it might be, might be for the group of four. It might be for a group of one or two, but Hey guys, we not only need to have top down accountability, but we need to have peer to peer accountability. And so if one of you see a problem with someone else, if one of you think, Oh man, that's not right. You don't need to come to me. Then I need to go to them. Just go to them. And if you can get an, an, enough of your team to believe in peer-to-peer -peer accountability, you'll find many of the problems that probably weren't that big of a problems anyway, many of them never even get to you because they're handled this way rather than being handled this way.
It's really great seeing you, buddy. And thanks so much for being a part of it today.